0: This is Susan Marie. I'm coming to you with the human condition. I would like you to listen to the first podcast, 33, prior to this, that is the start of COVID. That first podcast I did is from onset to day five and now I'm on day 10. So it's really important to go back to that podcast. It's not long. Listen to it, the tips, the tricks for the first week if you're going through this to help you deal with it. Also some things to do if you haven't dealt with this to prepare for it and that includes movement and yoga and mindfulness and lung capacity breathing exercises and deep relaxation breathing, increasing your fluid intake, all kinds of things like that. So please do go back, listen to that one first. I'm doing this follow-up podcast and then I'll do another one when I'm through with this because I'm going to be through with this. So now I'm on day 10. So The second week, I can't lie, it's terrible. When you look at illnesses and, again, things that we're used to, the flu, you have a fever for a couple days, you get over it, and then you start to recover. This isn't what COVID is. You just have to let it run its course. But the second week is mentally challenging, emotionally, and psychologically. This... Virus pulls things on you like it has a mind of its own and will pull the most frightening, terrifying symptoms on you. And while they're not severe symptoms like a hundred and three fever or shortness of breath, and when I say shortness of breath, I do cover what the emergent shortness of breath is in the first podcast, and that's actually gasping like,, <gasps> I can't finish." A sentence like that so the fact that I'm speaking that is not the shortness of breath that is emergent but with this shortness of breath is a symptom and when I say symptom I mean like say when you have the cold and you have you know, nasal stuffiness, or maybe a sore throat, or your nose is running, right? Or you got a headache. Symptoms. Well, these symptoms are erratic and strange, and you never know when they're going to come. And they onset quickly, and they leave as quickly as they come. For example, today and every day, Is something different. So you will have symptoms maybe left over that are still there. Some may alleviate and some may return. To give you an idea, the other day, I think it was like day seven, I woke up, I took a Tylenol because I had the low grade fever, and I went through the whole day with a hot burning face. It just goes away just by itself, and I felt perfect i was like oh my gosh i'm kicking this and here's the important thing that you have to be hopeful but not too hopeful because see this virus will trip you right up it's difficult to keep a positive mindset the second week because this virus messes with your head you where you have to be prepared you almost can't prepare while you're in it, if that makes any kind of sense. I went through the whole night feeling great. I was perfect. I was like, I felt like myself again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. I feel like me, I'm back. And I slept great and I woke up the next day. I think it was day eight and I was real hopeful. And then boom, out of nowhere comes the low grade fever. I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Are you kidding me? How does it disappear for a day and a half? And then come body aches and chills and the low-grade fever and the burning face and all of this stuff comes back and body pains and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, how long is this gonna last? Later in the night, there's the strangest symptoms. It was, these symptoms can go from like six to eight hours, four hours, it's random. So, and it hits all of us differently. So you can't really gauge it. But I think these personal stories are very, very important. So if you're out there and you're experiencing these things, you're so not imagining it. This is what this virus does. I was just. You know, going about, I don't know what I was doing, schoolwork or something. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, my ribs. So, like, I was like, oh, here it comes. This is when I'm going to have to call 9 11. I couldn't take a full breath. It was like colds in my lungs and it was petrifying. I never felt that before in my life. So, you have to be really embodied and you have to be self aware, meaning knowing your body really well to know what is my body doing right now? What is happening right now? And to not overthink what's going on. and put yourself into a what-if anxiety state, okay? Because it's real easy to do that. So I sit there and I assess. I go, okay, what's happening right now? Why can't I breathe? So I try to take the fullest, deepest breath that I can, and I can take one okay, I'm not short of breath. What's going on? I mean, it was excruciating. It felt like you put hot coals from a fire into my rib cage. And I was like, is this inside of my lungs? And I'm like, I take a a breath and I'm like, that's not inside my lungs. So I'm like, it's my ribs. Like what is going on? This is after like four hours though. Then I remember, wait, it attacks your muscles. So I go, oh my God. It was intercostal rib pain because between all of your ribs are muscles, the intercostals. I said, are you kidding me right now? This virus is attacking every single muscle between my ribs and we need the ribs to rise when we breathe. Okay, so every time I was taking a breath, it was this burning coal pain. It was terrible. It was all the way around my whole upper body where all of my ribs are is where I felt this. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, okay, it's my muscles, so I know how to alleviate that. So I get down on my yoga mat. I start to do some stretching. I get the foam roller out, roll along my back. So what you want to do is stretch those muscles out. And I did that for about a half an hour. It alleviated that muscle pain. That was after four hours of, should I call? What should I do? Oh my God, is this it? So this, these are the kind of symptoms it presents to you. And they're extremely mentally challenging because it seems like it puts you through a mind game. Then you're exhausted from going through that, going like, oh my gosh. Then you don't know what's going to happen. Last night, this burning face sensation thing, it's terrible. I explained that the first podcast had finally went away. And then yesterday that returned, I'm like, oh, not this again. And it's so bad. So it was like all day, but then it was getting really bad to where, like, if you even touched my face, my forehead or my face, you would have been like, whoa, you know, and pulled your fingers away, but I didn't have a fever. So I'm like, this is the craziest thing. Go take your temp, And it might say like 96.7, but my whole face is burning up. Okay. You know, I keep with the Tylenol. I was happy to not have to take the Tylenol for one day, but that's how the virus tricks you. It's like, no, you don't. And I think what is going on. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an epidemiologist. It's just rational to think that our immune systems will fight this virus as much as it can. And then when it fights it as much as it can, the virus comes back with something else. And then our immune system will continue to fight that. I believe that's what's occurring. Today it was terrible. And the reason I'm doing this podcast now is because I recorded a podcast earlier, but I was so mentally confused. And I mean that, like total brain fog. Okay, this is what this virus does to you. I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus on anything. I was doing like a hundred things at once. This isn't anxiety, it's not any of that. My son is here with me, and thank God it's helpful if you have someone there to observe you. You know, you say to someone like, Does my head feel hot? I acting like this? And so I asked my son, I'm like, how am I acting today? He He's able to you know, I'm self-checking myself. And he said, you don't seem like you can focus on anything. I'm like, you're right, I can't. I would say, let's make some bread and then leave it there and then go start some schoolwork and then start working on paying bills and then, you know, start a movie. Like, that's what this does. And then I was trying to do my podcast and I said, I can't even do this because I listen to it and I am pausing and I'm not making any sense and my ideas are getting lost. So this virus is psychological too. It causes mental confusion, emotional distress. It's not like when you think like when you have the flu and you're all laid up and you can't move. It's not that kind of virus. You know, as I've said before in the previous one, you have to stay active. Movement is important. So this does not settle in your lungs as well as lung capacity breathing exercises. You know, and I do those like three to five times a day. You have to stay active along with the fluids that's important. But I still do have the low-grade fever and it's day 10. You know, you think you're going to be over this and then you start to become mentally exhausted and your spirit is tired because this is too long to be sick. So I talked to my doctor and he said, it seems your body is fighting the virus, but we will not know until day 14. That's four more days, and every single day presents some challenging symptoms that our bodies never dealt with before. Not like this. I don't know what to say about it. I don't wish it on anyone. But what I can say is that you just have to be mentally strong. You have to have resilience. You have to be vigilant. You have to have self-efficacy. And you have to know your body and your mind very well. But today presented a challenge where I was actually worried about my mental health. And it just stopped. That's what happens. It just goes away as soon as it comes. But it was like from the moment I woke up until about 10 minutes ago, and it's like 7 o'clock at night and I woke up at like eight o'clock in the morning, I felt like that all day, mentally confused. And I was actually starting to become really worried about myself, but that's a symptom. This virus does this to you. It is sneaky, it is so sneaky. And while I'm grateful, cause this would be way more severe. Some people have had terrible, severe immediate responses to it. Some people have suffered far worse and I hope I don't suffer far worse than I have because you do spend days and hours in terror and despair just from dealing with these weird unexplainable symptoms. And some people sadly have passed. I guess my message today is to give you an idea of what the second week is like, and it's so much more challenging than the first. And again, it's not physically challenging, it's mentally challenging. So the first week is physically challenging. Second week is mentally challenging. I am already done with this. I'm in quarantine. I can't go anywhere, same as my son. To just be able to just take a walk would be really heavenly and get some fresh air. It tends to really... (sighs) get at you psychologically. The other thing I want to say is, again, about people hoarding supplies. This is really disturbing to me because a lot of people need these supplies. And if you don't need the supplies, give them up to people that do need them. Because I didn't think I would need Tylenol for this long. And now I go to try to find it and it's nowhere to be found. Nobody needs all this Tylenol. I needed also a new thermometer because mine I've had since my son was a baby. And I'm thinking like, hmm, I wonder if this is even that accurate anymore. Can't find a thermometer anywhere. To prepare for things is smart. To hoard all of these supplies is not. You have to consider that there are people out there that need Tylenol every day for aches and pains so they don't have to take pain meds and become addicted to them. And there are people that have severe conditions like COPD and emphysema and they need to check their oxygen levels all the time. And there may be a lot of people out there that really don't need these things and have them. It doesn't mean you're going to get sick, but it would be be nice that when you do need these things, you do have them at your disposal. I can't find any of these things. It makes me upset. Even though I see so much beauty and so much giving and so many people helping, you also see this other side of people who are being selfish and hoarding things and they may not need them. And there are people out there that really do need them. So please stop supplies because you're not allowing those people that need them to get better. So what I had to do was put back orders on Tylenol, a back orders on a thermometer. We shouldn't have to do this here. I still will suggest the mask, the gloves, cleaning everything you bring into your house and just be smart and be grateful for everything you have and be grateful for everything around you and say thank you and please and bring back all of the ethical, moral things that we have seemed to have lost in humanity. Please listen to the first podcast to follow into the second one. This week, I am not in a good mental place whatsoever but I'll be okay. I'm better than I was an hour ago. Again, this is not a hoax. This is not a joke. I wouldn't take it lightly, nor would I be in fear of it or live my life in a state of fear. I refuse that. You have to be vigilant with this. So I think people's stories are the most important ones because even the doctors and the scientists and the epidemiologists, they're going to all learn from us, telling our story, telling our experiences, giving our symptoms and giving the input of what we experience because no two people are going to experience the same thing, but with COVID, There are some things across the board that are definitely going to be textbook. That's having the fever, the body aches and pains, the complete exhaustion. Now the emotional, mental, psychological aspect of it. The shortness of breath, nausea, no appetite, cough. could have a sore throat. Those are all pretty general. The burning face, some people actually do have that. That may be like a neurological thing. I'm not sure what that is yet. So be mindful of all of these things. If you're experiencing any of the symptoms, I wouldn't sit on them and think, oh, it's just allergies or, oh, it's just a cold. Because if you have two of these symptoms, then I would call your doctor. I did call my doctor the other day and he told me this is good that you got this far he goes but you still gotta have no symptoms whatsoever so if i get to day 14 and i still got symptoms then i'll be going into the third week of this and that's going to be extremely mentally taxing we're not sick for three weeks, dealing with symptom after symptom after symptom. From me to you, this is just some data. I hope it's useful. And again, just take care of yourself. You know, take care of those around you. I will get back to you on the other side when I'm fully back to myself. As always, peace.